Hey, this is Find Out, a podcast for student-aged girls. We are going to be answering heavy questions students from Central Church have asked. Our goal is to unpack these questions, looking to scripture to guide us. Know that our heart is to always point you back to the Lord. Parents, this topic is sensitive, and we don't intend this to be an all-encompassing discussion. Girls, please be open with your parents with any questions you might have. Hello, girls, and welcome back to another episode of Find Out. Today, we are going to look at what it looks like to have conversations with those around us who are struggling with homosexuality. And so we can't wait to get into this topic, but per our usual... We are going to do a little bit of a soft opening for you guys, and Abby and I have sort of a funny story. We think it's funny, but honestly, y'all probably won't. (laughs) But we're going to tell it anyways. But (laughs) back by unpopular demand, (laughs) I'm going to tell it. Uh, So this was what, like three weeks ago? It has to be more than three weeks ago. I don't, y'all, time has just Probably like a month ago or a month or two ago. Some time ago in the not so distant future. Abby, myself, John Andrew, and Tinsley. If you don't know who Tinsley and John Andrew are, well, they are also on staff here at Central Church. Tinsley and John Andrew are working closely with the students. So we all went to lunch. Sometimes we do that. We do eat. (laughs) And there's a little Mexican restaurant down the street from our church called La Perla. Abby loves La Perla. It's delicious. I just love Mexican food Mm -hmm. so much. It's my favorite. So we went to La Perla. This is probably one of our top fives. (laughs) Always a top contender for Mm us. And we get there and we just so happen to sit down in this booth. Me and Abby go into the inside of the booth. I feel like that's how we always sit (laughs) on opposite sides. And then John Andrew scoots into the same side of the booth with Abby. And then Tinsley sat next to me on the other side. And anyways, we just enjoy this nice, pleasant meal together. Um, um, laughing together, making fun of one another, just the usual. <laughs> and then it ta- comes time for us to get our checks. And our waitress just made some hefty assumptions. <laughs> and she brings our checks and she hands two two checks, one to John Andrew and one to Tinsley, thinking that we were couples. We are not couples. But guess who got a free fajita quesadilla? Me. And so. guess who also, <laughs> out of obligation, got a free uh, stick nachos. Yeah, so, it worked out for Kathleen and yes. I. It was it was pretty awkward, but... <laughs> it was a good laugh. Moral of the story being that Abby and I are often confused as the wives or girlfriends of Tinsley and John Andrew, and we are here to set the record straight that we only work with them. And Tinsley is married to my best friend, Anna Heston. Love you. (laughs) And John Andrew is married to the beautiful Christy Clayton. So we are not those women and I cannot live up to them. So (laughs) please do not ask us if we are married or dating them because it's awkward and we hate it. But if you want to get us a free meal out of it, and this checks. (laughs) Whoever that was, uh, if, if the waitress at La Perla that day is listening to this, Thank you. Yes, thank you. (laughs) My bank account was happy. (laughs) For real. But anyways, you know, that soft opening does kind of like tie into our topic today and just that don't always make assumptions about people. (laughs) I was wondering how you were going to tie that in. Hey, we didn't talk about it and I did it well. (laughs) Yeah, you did. Thank you. Yeah. 
yeah, we're going to talk about not making assumptions and kind of um, breaking some stereotypes today. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great transition. Yeah. Um, so the first thing we want to talk about is homosexuality in church history. And we know that the Christian church has unfortunately had a really bad reputation for hating the LGBTQ community. We know that God loves them and we are to show God's love to them. And so we have to fight this reputation of treating this community so poorly and hating them. We have to be stewards of God's love to them. And so that's what we want to approach this conversation with, this podcast with today. And that's what we want to approach our friends with when we're going to have conversations with them as well, is this love that Christ has shown to us, this unconditional love. We want to be stewards of that. We want to be showing people that. So that's what we want to lead in with is... Um, just to break down those stereotypes of the church's history of dealing with this topic. Mm. And like Abby, just loving people well in general, I think is really hard. And in today's society, I think we all struggle with doing this well. And in today's political divide and just racial divide and everything else that is going on, I it is so imperative that we love each other well. And as Christians, we are called to this love. Um, and so we also just wanted to reiterate that this conversation about what it looks like to have conversations with those who struggle with homosexuality, it is not an us versus them kind of idea because as Roman 3.23 states, we all fall short of the glory of God and we are all sinners. And so just as Abby was saying, like we have no right to sit here and condemn or part ways and say, well, you were this or you were that. No, because under God's eyes, we all are sinners, right? And so we wanted to take a look at Romans 5, 8 through 11. And so if you want to grab your Bible and look with us or we'll read it to you, we'll dive right into that. It reads, but God shows his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Abby, I love this passage because it just pre preaches reconciliation all throughout it. And that is our hearts for you guys. It's our hearts for us as we tackle these tough conversations with others that, hey, all of us fall short of the glory of God and all of us are sinners. But you know what? Just like you, God died for me while I was still a sinner. He sent his son to pour his blood out from the cross and cover my iniquity. And so it's just a beautiful picture of being reconciled to the cross, even as it says we were enemies to him. And so we shouldn't view each other in a negative light. We shouldn't um, be hating. We should be living out this gospel message of reconciliation and doing it through the Lord's loving kindness for those around us. Yes, absolutely, Kathleen. I think as we look at this next passage, we're going to see that God gave us this ministry of reconciliation. And so that's a big responsibility for us to steward it well. So let's turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We'll read verses 17 through 21. So maybe you pause this if you've got your Bible and you turn there with us. But if you're not in a position to, then I'll read it. So starting in verse 17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. 
The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, making God, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be, to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So we see in this passage that we as Christians have been entrusted with this great responsibility of doing the ministry that Jesus was doing on this earth. And so in verse 20, it says, therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. Um, the Lord uses us to convey his message on this earth to people. And so the message of the gospel on earth to people. And so that is a high responsibility for us to do that well, to do it in love, as we talked about earlier. Um, and so that's why it's important to have these conversations, guys, is because um, we are we are bearing the gospel message to people. But it's also important that while we communicate love to people, we communicate truth to them. Mm -hmm. And so um, just know that as we approach these conversations with our friends, that like you're a steward of love and of truth. And so the Lord has entrusted you with this ministry of reconciliation. Um, it, is a, it is a high responsibility, but it's one that as Christians, we are also equipped for. And so um, know that as you approach conversations with your friends, that like you are prepared for this. It's been entrusted to you as a Christian because um, the Lord believes in you. The Lord wants to use you. We're ambassadors for Christ. He uses us to convey his message. Mm. Um, so be encouraged by that as you approach these conversations with your friends. Okay, so for the second half of our podcast today, we wanted to bring somebody in who is near and dear to us. His name is Tinsley Heston. Some of you listening probably know who he is. I would hope that you know who he is. He is our high school coordinator slash interim student pastor. I don't know what you would classify yourself as right now. Yeah, it's a toss-up. <laughs> He's We're a jack of all trades. <laughs> We're just having fun in student ministries. Uh, but Tinsley has seriously been such a great resource for Abby and I, not only with the podcast in general, but also just this topic. Um, I would classify him as a good ambassador for Christ, um, specifically to the LGBTQ community plus um and so he's just really helped us with the research for this topic and a good sounding board for us. And we have enjoyed talking with him and talking through things. So we wanted to have him here today to really talk about what it looks like to have conversations with people about this. Um, but I would like the audience to get to know you a little bit better before we <laughs> dive in. Um, so I have a question for you, Tinsley. Are you ready? <laughs> I don't think so. Um, with I've since I've heard your questions before, I don't think I am, but I guess so. Okay, so my question is: If you were a potato, what way would you like to be cooked? <laughs> cooked? <laughs> like like prepared as an overall dish? Don't read too much into the question. <laughs> I think I would like to be. Um, Scalloped potatoes is Ooh. what I would like to be, I think so. I think that's a fitting description because 
Um, scalloped potatoes aren't just your plain old mashed potatoes, hmm. but they're also not just, you know, your solid baked potato, hmm. but it's, you get the, the solid consistency of the sliced scalloped potatoes, but with some great flavor on mm-hmm. top. Sometimes you toss some cheese in there. Mm-hmm. It's a little salty, you know, the whole action. So it's a, it's a myriad of different things. I love scalloped potatoes. Takes me back to my childhood. They're me pretty too. good. I like them. So tell us why you've become interested in this topic. Yeah, so the reason I got interested in this topic is not so much simply just with it being a topic, but because I have an older brother who's gay, um, and he claims to be a Christian. And so for me, that was something that I became aware of when I was about a junior in high school, and he told me himself. So that, that really made me really interested in understanding more of this this topic about this conversation because I wanted to know, you know, what it looked like for him. I wanted to know what it looked like from a biblical perspective. I wanted to know if those two lined up or not. So starting to, to hear about it in late in high school and since then, you know, I've just, it's been very important to me because I want to know more about it and I want to know how to handle that with my brother. So that's been the biggest reason why. Yeah. Um, so what's your approach to loving Tyler well? Yeah, I think, you know, I don't think it's dependent uh, just with him, but I think it's specific to him. And it's probably the, the best way that I try to just demonstrate love to him is simply by listening and asking questions. Um, you know, I'm not ever going to really claim to know everything about this conversation and never going to claim to know everything about his approach on it or his perspective on it and so we've we've had conversations about it and I've always sought to be quick to listen and slow to speak Um, especially when it's something that traditionally I've grown up believing opposite you know believing opposite of him believing that homosexuality is a sin and when he believes differently you know I don't want to be quick to speak and misspeak or in some way you know hurt him Uh, I want to come to understand him better and so that's always been my attempt in conversations is being quick to listen um, quick to try to understand and respond slowly um, whenever we get to talk and things like that so it sounds like you and Tyler kind of have some differing views on the topic of homosexuality could you tell us a little bit more about like how how they are different and then, like, what happens if you guys disagree? Like, what does that look like for y'all? Yeah. Um, yeah, they're fairly different perspectives, fairly different point of views. Um, for me, as I've spent time talking with Tyler, my brother, um, as I've spent time praying, um, jumping into the Word, and looking at various things, even places like in Scripture that y'all have looked at in the past two podcasts, um, as I've spent time reading books like by Preston Sprinkles, um, reading articles, doing a lot of research, um, trying to see, okay, what is, what's the biblical perspective of this conversation? For me, yeah, I've landed on a non-affirming perspective, as y'all have kind of outlined before, a perspective that says, no, I think homosexual attraction and, you know, acting on that attraction is a sin. I think it's contrary to the design of marriage and the design that the Lord desires for man and woman to uh, 
live in and, and sell and to pursue. And so I think because he's designed marriage to be between one man and one woman, I think this goes outside of that original design that he sets in Genesis and that even, you know, his son even affirms through Jesus, he, he affirms that same institution of marriage between a man and a woman um, in the Gospels. And so for me, you know, I see every bit of Scripture affirming the sanctity of marriage between a man and a woman. And I just never see it being affirming of same-sex, even monogamous relationships. Um, and so for Tyler, for my brother, um, it's the opposite. You know, he... He grew up in a church setting similar to me, same as me, um, gr- growing up in a tradition that believed and would profess that homosexuality is a sin. Um, but I think for him, as he spent time experiencing the feelings and the thoughts that he did um, and trying to make sense of it, um, he ran to some other stuff, to some other sources um, that would help him um, make more sense of it for himself without having to change um, and so for him, he, he stands in a position that believes that homosexuality is not a sin. Uh, he does not believe that the Bible condemns it, but rather he believes that it condones it. He believes that it's okay for a man and a man to be in a relationship, to be in marriage, for a woman and a woman to be in a relationship or in a marriage. Um, he does not see that as a brooch on the original designation of the institution of marriage. So he believes it's not a sin. He has a boyfriend, um, so that's where he's at. So it, it is pretty different. Um, when it comes to the question of how do you handle the differences, the the biggest way that I've approached it has been listening. Um, he and I have not spent really uh, many conversations where I'm just straight up saying, hey, I disagree with you, or I think you're wrong, or vice versa. Uh, it's mainly consisted of me asking questions, hey, why do you believe this? Or where do you see this? How do you make sense of this scripturally? Asking questions like, how does your community of friends and the church you're a a part of, how do they, where do they land on it? Asking questions like that. um, It has not been one that I've just come out straight out to him and said, no, I think you're wrong and this is why. Uh, Particularly, you know, because I've tried to spend some time just hearing from him and understanding more of where he's at, but also getting in a a better spot for myself, trying to understand better myself to be equipped to have a conversation like that. And with him being out of state, uh, we don't see each other nearly as much. So it's harder to have those conversations in an appropriate way. Um, And so that's made it more difficult too for us to really, for me to be able to say like, hey, you're wrong kind of deal, you know? Like it's it's not something you necessarily want to do over a phone. You know, you want to have that conversation in person, and that's harder to do. So, but again, it's it's always something that for me is listen mm-hmm. and be willing to try to understand. Again, I think Scripture is clear mm-hmm. on the conversation of homosexuality, if it's a sin or not. I think it's clear that it, it that it is a sin, and I don't think we ever really see any place in Scripture affirming um, that position of affirming homosexuality. And so for me, it makes the most sense to cling to the traditional perspective that the church has held for since it was established. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's a constantly being listening and trying to understand. So what advice do you have for our listeners who are trying to love their friends um, well in this community? I probably sound like a broken record, 
<laughs> but listen, <laughs> like yeah. I, I don't think I don't think we can overstate that at all. Mm-hmm. You you talked about it earlier. The churches failed. The church globally. We're not just talking about central church. We're talking about the church globally has failed in a lot of ways to listen well. That's why we see names, you know, being titled to passages like in Leviticus and Genesis and Timothy. All those passages being titled clobber passages. Mm -hmm. It's because we've had a a poor track record of responding well. And I think it comes back to us first being willing to listen. You know, so for me, like, that's that's my advice for anyone that has a conversation like this. If you're having other conversations with people in in which you're talking about something you disagree with, I would say the same thing. But this is so important here for this conversation is to listen. Whether or not it's a brother, you know, you might see it as, oh, he's your brother. So, of course, you you know, you want to try to support him. Like, no, it's the same for anyone. It's the same for if you had a stranger walk up to you and you, you somehow get on the conversation. You have to be willing to be quick to listen and slow to speak and and i think the biggest reason for that is you know we're sinful people like whether we struggle with with that sin of homosexuality or another one we're all sinful like that's something clearly stated for us in the word like we see that in romans uh probably like so often like romans is such a humbling book but you know paul talks about it like in romans 3 like verses 9 through 20 like he's talking about none is righteous no not one no one understands no one seeks for god all have turned aside together they have become worthless no one does good not even one it's passages like that that remind us just because we differ on a position a theological position or a doctrinal position from the church traditionally or non-traditionally just because we disagree on one issue like that does not exempt us from being sinful in so many other aspects and this isn't something that's new to the new testament it's not something that just came about once jesus came on the scene like we see it all the way in like first kings with solomon king solomon wisest king in all the earth ever to to be on the earth the lord granted him with some mighty mighty wisdom and he's saying the same thing no one's righteous and for me that that's so important for me to remember when i'm having conversations like this i'm not any greater than my brother Mm -hmm. i'm no more righteous than my brother there's there's just no difference but because of christ's blood on the cross i am saved and made righteous in the eyes of god but it still doesn't change. I'm still just as sinful. I'm still just as unrighteous. You know, you mentioned Preston Sprinkles. You maybe mentioned him once or twice, maybe a couple other times in these past couple podcasts. He's a great resource. Um, the book you talked about, Living in a Gray World, I would totally encourage you students, girls, read that book if you're interested. If this is something that you're really interested in, in understanding more of, I would challenge you to read this book. But Preston Sprinkles makes this one really special um, comment that he actually is quoting from another guy that, that said it years ago. And he said, Christianity is like one beggar showing another beggar where to find bread. And he's saying, we have to have the same, we have to have that mindset when it comes to having conversations like this. That we are just as needy as that person that we're talking to. We are in just as much need of Jesus Christ and his saving blood that was shed on the cross as that person that we disagree with. I need Jesus's blood just as much as my brother does. Whether or not we disagree about homosexuality being a sin, 
that's that's the perspective that we have to have when we're having these conversations. Not that I'm greater than you and I know better than you and I'm, you know, closer to God than you, but that no, we are both in need of Jesus Christ and we are just both pursuing more sanctified lives, more holy lives, to be holy as God commands us to be holy, like we saw in Leviticus. That's the perspective that we have to have. And it starts with listening. So that would be my one key action step for you guys to to take when you're having these conversations is to be to to be listeners to be soundboards yeah tinsley absolutely um i know kathleen and i are both so grateful for like you working with us on this and being willing to come record with us and i think you just have such an awesome perspective like how loving um that i can just tell that you are towards your brother and towards this community um it's really special and so um, as we close today, I just want to remind you guys that like Kathleen and I are here if you have questions. Um, maybe this raised more questions for you. Um, maybe you're struggling. Um, maybe it's not you that's struggling. Maybe it's a friend. Whatever it is, we're here for you. Um, and we can point you towards, you know, Linda and Bill who are on our hallway, um, who are excellent pastoral counselors. But um, we're here to listen to you and be there for you for whatever you need. Um, even if like it's a question that has nothing to do with this. Like just... Honestly, whatever you guys need, we're here to disciple you and point you back towards the Lord. So know that as we close today that like Kathleen and I are those friends that will listen to you. Um, Tinsley is a friend who will listen to you. Like we all love you so much um, and we want to love you and shepherd you well through this. All right, girls. Well, we hope that you have enjoyed and learned something from these past three podcasts and Gosh, just that the Lord has challenged you in a new way and that you would be obedient in that challenge. Um, and maybe just as Abby was saying, like you want help in that challenge. Like Abby, myself, and Tinsley are here for you guys and would love to hold you accountable to that challenge. So seek us out, find us. But we also just wanted to tell you guys that um, – you have submitted questions to us, but if you have more questions, you've thought of something else you want to ask us, um, you can definitely submit those questions to us still. And we would love to, you know, just widen our base of questions that we're working from. Um, we're about to start writing more material for more podcasts, and we're so excited. But we want y'all to come with us to us with questions. Um, you can mail them to us. You can ask them directly. You can email us. And we'll put on the episode description ways to contact us. So look on the info for this podcast. And we can't wait to have another episode in two weeks. Uh, I was about to say see you soon. <laughs> but talk to you soon. We love you guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>